Welcome back to Mercy Talk Podcast. I am your host, Melanie Carter, and today you are in for a real treat as we welcome two of our international staff members to the show from Mercy Multiplied in the UK. Uh, Pam Grimshaw and Laura Ryder are here this week and will be here again next week. They were actually in the US to be part of our Freedom Experience event and they are just wonderful and we could not pass up the opportunity to introduce them to all of you on our podcast. So I have been able to spend some time with both Pam and Laura while they've been here and they are just both so full of passion for mercy and for the direction where we are going and just the mission that God has given to us. So we just really wanted to have uh, the chance to let them just share their hearts with you guys and um, just for the work that we're all doing together. So Pam and Laura, welcome to Mercy Talk. We are so glad you're here today. It's good to be here. Thank you. Yeah, indeed. And I mean, how could you not love the accents? Like, I feel like I'm just going to have to throw that in there as well, because everything you say is awesome with that accent. So um, we're just really excited to have you guys. It's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll just throw in mine as well, then every once in a while here. Um, No, we are just really, really excited. And first of all, would love to just start out with you guys sharing a little bit about your role uh, in the Mercy UK program and also just how you kind of came to to join the Mercy program at all. Sure. Shall I begin? So, hey everybody, Uh, my name's Laura. I am the Corporate Director for Mercy in the UK. And that um, role really oversees the whole charity side of what we do and the organisational structure and development. So I um, have a great privilege of overseeing our finances and overseeing our partnership opportunities, overseeing our HR, overseeing just the infrastructure. Um, To our teams back home, I call it all the pipe work and cement Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. of what we do. So on the outside, people get to encounter everything that mercy stands for but all of that has the plumbing and everything else on the inside running smoothly yeah yeah and I have the pleasure of um, being part of the partnerships team and uh, fulfill the role of just working with amazing people bringing their strength to what God is doing through us as an organization and partnering with local churches individuals and just getting the word out there so jumping in my car a lot of the time and traveling up and down the country and which is way smaller than you guys (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's just a blessing just to meet so many people and just to impart the wisdom that we've gained over Mm -hmm. the you know 30 plus years mercy's been going and investing that into the church so Mm -hmm. great so great um could you guys share maybe both also just kind of how you how did you find out about Mercy how did you get connected with them in the first place would love to hear that sure Um, for me it happened about nine years ago just over nine years ago I absolutely love skiing I tell people that second to Jesus my passion is skiing there's no skiing in heaven I'm not in. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I was on our skiing and I met a, a girl who had uh, quite a severe form of anorexia mm. and we just got talking and she told me she'd applied to this place called Mercy and mm-hmm. I'd not heard of them before. So she shared a little bit about what she knew and as she shared, it just something ignited in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I can't describe it any other way. I just felt like I found out that Mercy runs free of charge, that they don't take any money that comes with restrictions, that um, they don't want to make profit from people's problems. They just want to mm-hmm. provide an opportunity for people to experience God's unconditional love. And I just thought I have to do something for mm-hmm. them. So I lived about four hours away from where Mercy is based in the UK at the time. But uh, coincidentally, as these things often happen, or God incidentally, um, I was actually moving to Bradford, where our home is, and uh, to do a leadership course. 
And so I just started fundraising, actually, from um, where I was living at the time. I just, I, I would just... Um, approach people that I knew going have you got spare money do you want to give it to me (laughs) (laughs) let me give it to Mercy I've got this amazing organization so I just started fundraising and then when I moved closer I was like is there anything I can do on a voluntary basis while I'm here for nine months and uh, my background's in finance and they asked me to fill in a form and um I actually didn't fill it in because I thought there wouldn't be an opportunity for me in finance Mm. because my passion's people, but my kind of uh, resume says finance, finance, finance. And I thought, well, what are they going to do with that? But God kind of prevailed and kept prompting me. So I sent it in and uh, as soon as they got it, they came back to me and said, where have you been? We have been desperately praying for someone with finance skills. Um, Our finance manager is just about to go on maternity leave and we have nobody to help cover her role. So that was really the start for me. And um, just I've actually I've been there nine years now. So my nine months uh, trip up to the north of England has turned into a nine year uh, journey so far. I'm going good. So great. And um, I was just planted in a, a, in the local church in Bradford. And that's the church in which the the girls go on mm-hmm. a Sunday morning. And just some of the staff team attend that church. And so just through interaction, that's how I became aware in the church presenting what mercy was. I was like, oh, you know, I love the mission of loving people back to life. And mm-hmm. my, um, my entry point happened eight years ago to Mercy, working frontline in the house, supporting the young women over the weekends and just intentionally loving them mm-hmm. and, um, and seeing, you know, dead things come alive mm-hmm. on the inside of individuals, which just brings true hope. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're living in a modern day miracle. Mm-hmm. And then as time passed, um, I went on to do a few different roles, working within community, working within church, mm-hmm. working in prisons, and just a whole wealth of investment in different ministry opportunities mm-hmm. and in secular settings. And then um, two years ago, just gone, had a great pastoral conversation with Ariana Walker, who mm-hmm. leads the charge over in the UK. And at the end of that, she said, um, I'd really like you to apply for this job. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> and, um, you know, you sometimes think that you need a whole load of things in your background mm. to qualify you to do something. But right. it really is true that, you know, God doesn't call the equipped. Mm -hmm. he equips the called Mm -hmm. and um, it's great to have all different skill sets but you know what with your small like the loaves and the fishes Mm -hmm. of the young boy God can come and do something huge and so that's what I do in mercy that's so great I I love that actually is a perfect transition to where I kind of wanted to to focus in today you know we have been able the three of us have had a chance to talk some and just get excited about some of the new outreach initiatives that we're taking in the U.S. And some of those are actually some things that you guys have already been doing in the U.K. and that we've been able to glean off of some of your experience there. And Pam, I know that you have such a passion for reaching out to the local <laughs> church and equipping the local church. And like you said, I think it was it was perfect what you just said about how sometimes you feel like you have to have all of these qualifications and all of this you know, training or education or whatever it might be to be able to help people. But you and I both have shared how passionate we are about 
about helping people who maybe don't have what the world would call the qualifications or the education or the degrees or whatever, but who just have a heart to help. And so how much we want to equip those people and to come alongside them. And so I would love for you to just share what you are seeing over in the UK as far as the needs and, and what you guys have been doing and what you've even been seeing the fruit of that over there. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's never been a day and age where the church has so needed wholeness mm-hmm. to be its message. You know, we desire so desperately to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. I think every believer prays that prayer. So when heaven starts to invade earth and we start to see the impact of people coming into church life, God's not just satisfied to keep us just the same Mm -hmm. because he loves us too much to sit in our baggage. And so the heart of what we have seen through um, our Empower, which is the model that we offer to the church to say, if you've got a heart to love people and you want to know how to do it, we will share what we know. And um, it's funny how God... um, always uses the foolish things to confound the wise mm-hmm. because you end up sharing all your mistakes, yeah. <laughs> all the things you got wrong, all the things of like, so don't do this. And, right. and I just think sometimes the church can get so fearful mm-hmm. because what we sometimes can be so great at is seeing the behavior mm-hmm. of what is presented to us as people. So we see the life controlling issue of addiction. We see um, a beautiful young woman just so struggling to see that she is of any value and Mm -hmm. any worth and it seems like even the word of God even telling someone that Jesus loves them is just bouncing off and not going any deeper into the true heart of the individual and so within Empower we equip people to be able to have the tools to start to look no longer at just behavior but at the root issue where did that come in what was it that took this person out? And we believe that we live in a world that God still speaks to us. He still wants to be able to give us the answers that we don't tangibly see in front of us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think sometimes as well that in our empower, it's equipping the church to tell them and assure them that they do have the answers. Right. And that the church is the answer. It is the full answer. And I know, like, good number of years ago, um, just running like you do youth work on Friday nights Mm -hmm. and it all gets a bit crazy and you've got all these kids on campus potentially. And I remember that some of these young people that I used to reach out to in the community, they came and they were filled with the spirit and it wasn't the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And they were just in this place. And at this time, I wasn't present. And so our security team at the time, which was big guys in lots of black and Mm -hmm. those types of things like game on for a young person they're like I'm gonna mess about with you and all of these things and so back then we don't do that now but that's what it was back then and they just presented this behavior so Mm -hmm. the security guy when I came over said oh we've chucked them out they're just messing about they're drunk all of these things and I was like oh okay well did you tell them they can come back next week Mm -hmm. and his face just was like and then I just said okay um well what was the name of the young person Mm -hmm. that was the key instigator of all of this stuff and I could almost see the blood rushing away Mm. from his face and becoming very pale and white Mm -hmm. and um he just said I don't know Mm -hmm. and instead of me having my like scrappy-doo moment Jeff Scooby-Doo over here yes yeah (laughs) like my scrappy-doo little moment of like what are you doing 
I just walked past and I just walked down the steps to the outside of the church and wherever there's drama, there's a crowd. Sure. You know, and we've all been there, you know, whatever's been going on. And there's some of the lads and like, oh, we've been thrown out. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I need to safeguard all the other young people that are in there tonight. Mm-hmm. And you matter. And I want you to know that you are so welcome next week. But I need to let you know that we we love you, but we can't let you invade mm-hmm. in this place because of what you've done. However, I'm, I'm bothered that you're safe. I'm bothered that you're okay. And this young guy who had never met before, I knew some of the others, this young guy comes stumbling over and he just was like, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, it's my fault, I'm so sorry. Mm. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, you know what, I might just mess with your thinking here, but I'm not actually that bothered that you're drunk tonight. Mm. I'm actually bothered why you're drunk tonight. Mm And, you know, his eyes just filled up with so much tears. So not to humiliate him, pulled him aside uh, so the boys didn't see him cry. Mm. And he just literally just sobbed and said, my mum has got a new boyfriend Mm -hmm. and I've been kicked out. And this boy is 15 years old. And I was like, you know what? That is a picture to the church, that we have the answer to his pain. But because of his behaviour, we have kicked him out. Mm. Wow. And I just wanted to just use that as that fuel for my fire to go, hey, church, mm-hmm. you are so awesome. And we do have a responsibility to safeguard people in our churches, but we need to create space to love people back to life. Yes. We need yeah. to have those spiritual resuscitation paths that cause opportunity. And then, um, you know, just a tiny bit extra of that story. A good couple of years later, I was sat in a prison in a service. Um, of a young offender's prison and long story short who walks through the chapel doors wow but anthony mm. and you know when someone does a double take and they're like oh, and he's like what are you doing here i'm like more so what are you doing here <laughs> and um and he so so we grab one another mm. after he comes up to me he grabs my hand and he takes me through and just at that time you could have a mince pie and a drink and and uh, i said anthony do you remember the first time we met and, you know, word for word, the way I've just told you that story, he told me that. Wow. So it doesn't matter if someone is drunk in a situation. If the Holy Spirit wants someone to be remembered of what has gone on, what situations happened. And I went back to my car and I thought, well, that's failure because he's in prison, Lord. You know, what does that look mm. like? And I just really felt like the Holy Spirit just said to me, Pam, where was he today? As I was like, well, in prison, duh. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. Here's the dirt to you. <laughs> is that actually, where was he? And I was like, oh, he's in chapel. Hmm. And those boys do not have to go to chapel. They do not have to attend. And I, I really felt like the Holy Spirit just said, Pam, I've started a work in his life because you included him. Yeah. And yeah, his story doesn't look perfect. There is no like, you know, like in our mercy homes, you know, you go through potentially six to seven months here in the program. But the journey, you know, isn't quantified in its time and sure. it's not quantified in, you know, how fast can the time scale of you becoming fixed now happen? It's the fact that the Holy Spirit is on a journey with every single life. And what we are called to do is 
is to love people back to life. Mm -hmm. And what Empower helps to provide is the answers of how do you love people relevantly and in exactly the place that they're at. And from that point, we can see a thriving church because one day I pray and I believe that Anthony will be a church leader. Mm -hmm. He'll stand up and he'll lead so many more to Christ. I will not maybe be the person that sees that harvest, but my prayers are effective because James tells us that the prayers of a, a righteous person avail much. Mm-hmm. And we as a, an organization, as Mercy, we believe in prayer. We yeah. believe in um, the power of God's word. And we know that in his timing, all things will work together for the good. Absolutely. And so that's what I'm passionate about. Absolutely. And I've taught for ages, but that <laughs> no, is that the passion. Could not possibly capture it better. And and what you're saying, you know, you see as a need in the churches there. I mean, I could not echo that more on this end where I believe truly a genuine love in people in the church, but maybe they don't particularly see what you're describing. And so if, and that is so much, I love so much of what you've shared because over the last few weeks in our, um, our Mercy Talk podcast, we've been talking a lot about, you know, how important it is to help people find what's going on underneath and find those areas of pain. Yeah, and good. and that's just so much about how we operate as an organization, but it's also our heart. And I love so much that you shared that because we just mm-hmm. clearly share that heart. Yeah. And so to be able to communicate that to the local church, I think there's, you know, we can give lots of different pointers on how to help people, and here's a study, and here's a curriculum, but I think if our heart in what you've described does not get communicated, then we've missed. And so I think more than anything, that's the most important piece of what we want to share with anyone and everyone that we come in contact with. So I just, I love that so much. Can you share just kind of, I know we probably need to kind of start wrapping this up, but I would love to know just even like some of the specific things that you guys have been able to do in that area as far as reaching out to the local church in the UK. Yeah. Well, um, we um, take opportunity to go and do speaking events. Mm -hmm. We take have the privilege of being invited to be um, a part of their women's conferences, prayer breakfasts, and this can be like a group of 20 women that is just as effective as the 200 Mm -hmm. that we go to and all the different places and we have people inside of the churches that represent who we are on the ground so we have groups called love mercy and they are people that just passionate about us and want to do something local in their area you might live miles away from where we currently are but like laura's story was you know four hours away still caused her to be able to raise that vital funds to Mm -hmm. do the work that we do and we really see ourselves as the intensive care unit of the church Mm -hmm. and that the church holds hands with the girl the young woman and we hold the other hand and we walk the journey together it's really good because you know it's not about sending someone away you get fixed and then come back Mm -hmm. it's about understanding that the empowerment of people happens when the church and mercy hold hands and join seamlessly together to see the restoration of this precious daughter who is going to become all that God ever intended her to become. She's going to learn to laugh again. Mm -hmm. She's going to learn to dance again. She's going to learn to lead again. And everything of what I see of these courageous girls that walk through the doors of every single home that exists Mm -hmm. across this globe is the leaders that are Mm -hmm. so on fire, even if it seems like there's only one 
little bit of hope left where even in Isaiah it talks about, you know, not even a bruised reed will God break. You know, yeah. what? not even a smouldering wick will he snuff out. Yeah. Just the little glimmer that God, you Good. can get me yeah. through this, is, is, is just amazing. And they go on to lead and to live life so well, like in our home, you know, amazing young girl called Lindsay walked through the doors so so tiny 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 just battling anorexia to its awful position it takes Mm -hmm. you to and a battle of just sheer grief at the loss of her brother in a tragic car accident Mm. and just watching the whole journey of how that that cloak of despair was upon her and the brokenness that all of us can relate to as people and um she just journeyed through the time of being in the program this ability from to go from the illustration of like Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. you know from the Eeyore mm-hmm. to the Tigger mm-hmm. and I'm telling you this girl is wow. Tigger now wow the bounce in her mm-hmm. and the fact that she could not smile at the beginning and to now that she can and uh, she went on to go to college and university and train to be a dentist mm-hmm. qualified two years ago and I'm like there's such a perfect like God kiss in that that the girl that couldn't smile yeah. now yeah. holds a smile oh, and she fixes other it. people's that's smiles amazing. I'm like hello that's, so that's just a win for the kingdom yeah. isn't it absolutely um, and it was through her, the partnership of her church walking hand in hand with mercy so that she could embed back into the full life of the church yeah. to know community to know belonging um, outside of just what we run as a program mm-hmm. but those tools she learns in this place are then outlived and it then affects all the people she's leading in church life you know absolutely there is a story ahead for every single young woman that walks through the oh, doors man. of yeah. mercy yeah. yeah oh it's amazing i I would love right now to just literally like break down. Let's just do an empowered training right here. Just do it. I'm like, but we obviously don't have time for that. But I would love, you know, is there anything that is very, very specifically like strong on your heart whenever you go in and you're going to work um, with people who are helping people? Like if there was one message that they took away from that day, what would be one of the most powerful points that you want to get across to them? Yeah. I think if you've been in any type of helping ministry be it official role be it volunteering you come across broken people and they can very well end up breaking you mm-hmm. because life hurts and we step into the pain of what people have walked through themselves mm-hmm. and just know it's horrendously wrong but in that we wanted to have shown Jesus in the whole of it but sometimes the emotion of it just takes us out right and hurt people hurt people and we end up as the people helpers getting hurt Mm -hmm. and what empower teaches is how do you actually deal with the pain of the hurts and then also guard up Mm -hmm. in this war in this battle of the rescue of people's lives how do you do that really well so within empower we have such a focus on how do you stay whole whilst helping people that are broken really good because at the end of the day we mm-hmm. all have broken parts. Yeah. And my favourite little thing that I saw on Pinterest years ago <laughs> um, was broken crayons, still colour. Mm. And we can get a little bit broken with things, but I tell you, some of the things that have broke me the most have ended up becoming the greatest pearl yeah. I can give away. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariana, our 
executive director has wrote an amazing book called From Pain to Pearls. And inside of that, she does this illustration of how the irritation that enters into the clam of a oyster or a broken bit of shell or a parasite comes in to rob, steal and destroy from mm-hmm. the flesh of that oyster. But the oyster has an opportunity to release something called nacre, which can become the barrier that protects and utilises that which was sent to be the trouble, the calamity, mm-hmm. the drama, that ends up actually in the process becoming the pearl that you end up giving away. Wow. And I think that we sometimes feel, or there might be people out there that feel like, I tried helping people and it was too hard yeah. and it messed me up. And I'm actually a bit disappointed in God because yeah. God said that he would protect us wherever we went. He said that he would cause it so that even if we you know, went into dangerous places, we'd be kept in safety. And there has to be a time where we as believers who have stepped into that role and maybe incurred some of those wounds have a courageous conversation with God and say to him, you know what, Lord, it looked like in this situation you didn't come through. It looked like you didn't care. But God, I will not just walk away and dump all of this to you Mm -hmm. and not expect that you can give me an answer. And the most redeeming part of that is that those that probably have had a massive assault is because the enemy do not want them to be Mm -hmm. living in a place of being a freedom giver and a freedom fighter. And so in Empower, well, in the UK, (laughs) I have to share a lot of my mistakes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But they turn into being amazing ways where you come out of the trap of false responsibility or you come out of the carried shame that has incurred as a result of Mm -hmm. the situation and you get an authenticity that Jesus don't need you to wear his shoes yes (laughs) they are his he is savior and king lord almighty and and when we actually let him be fully that in his time and not ours a full restoration of people's lives can happen and um It's just to come into peace with who he is to see how his kingdom can come through our lives. And that tag team of him and us Mm -hmm. is also evident of how real transformation can come inside of people's lives. And um, what he starts, he finishes. Mm -hmm. My favorite scripture of all. Mm -hmm. What he starts, he finishes. So I'm abdicating the responsibility that it is down to me to be saviour. I'm acknowledging the worthiness of who he is to be able to say, Papa, your promises is that you will prevail. Mm-hmm. And so, God, I'll lend my strength. I'll put my hand to task and I'll hold on to that plow and keep it tight hold. And Lord, you can do what you can do. That's right. And um, I'm passionate about it. That's so great. You so need to get there. So if you listen to this podcast, yes. you know, there's going to be more and more empowers over here across the States yeah. as time to go. And it is the, one of the best places to be able to know you are being equipped for the fight, but you're also going to be restored and loved back to life for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Dump down the false responsibilities that you maybe have carried, the things that have been like scars of helping people in the past. This is a time to shake off the dust, step up again and say, I'm going to put myself forward again, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to be able to just show me how to do this. And Mercy have done this for so many, many years. And we can tell you the stuff that you don't need to step on. Right. Yeah. You know, um, last night I went to the war room 
Oh, oh my days. How amazing is that <laughs> film? So good. And you know, Miss Clara, the lady yes. that is played as the older lady in it, she said, I want to show you the landmines that you don't need to step on. Yeah. Yeah. Mercy have done that. Mm-hmm. We have gone the way of saying, look, watch this, watch this, guide this way, walk this way. So you don't need to fight the old battles. Mm-hmm. Good. And do we not need to be in a day and age where we don't have to keep doing everything our own way and our own strength? Can we come to a point where, hey, you've gained some wisdom here. Mm-hmm. Let's just learn that. Right? Yeah. And no longer need to live in an independence, but come into a unity. Because my word tells me that where there is unity, God commands mm-hmm. a blessing. Amen. Absolutely. Well, and I feel like, Today was really great picture of that just in us, you know, Mercy in the U.S. and Mercy in the U.K. coming together. And even with how much you guys have been encouraging me as we really start to step forward with um, more Empower trainings here in the U.S., just even as you've talked about the landmines that you guys have stepped on, you being able to tell me even just, okay, we've been doing this for a while and here are some things that we've learned. And I just, I've been so personally encouraged by that as well. And I know I loved even just learning him that you and I had a similar background in youth ministry and had to learn some things the hard way. And man, if there had been somebody who could come alongside us in that time and say, okay, wait, just watch out here. Mm -hmm. And as you just described, you know, there were definitely times in my years in youth ministry that I just, I almost did, like you described, just get crushed where I just, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have anyone alongside me kind of guiding me in that way. And so I know that that drives so much of my passion for Empower and for everything that we're doing with Outreach, and it clearly drives a lot of yours as well. So I just love even seeing how the Lord has brought those stories together. And I will, we could just keep going and going, obviously, (laughs) in here. Um, We are really excited because, Laura, you're going to be able to be back with us next week, and we can just kind of keep this conversation going. Pam, I know you're going to be going back to the UK before our next show. Mm -hmm. So... Sadly, we won't be able to have you here with us next week, but we're just so thankful that we had the opportunity to hear from your heart today. I know that it's getting me all the more excited about what we have coming, and we have, you know, Empower Workshops planned all throughout next year. We already have three on the calendar for 2016, so if you are listening in and are interested in in being part of these, please check our website at mercymultiplied.com, and you can find out when those are being scheduled for next year, and I don't know that we have all the registrations open open yet for them, but go ahead and get them on your calendar and stay tuned because you'll be able to register for those very soon. And uh, we're just really, really excited and also excited that we even have some churches. I know that you guys, this is kind of how it's been happening in the UK, mm-hmm. but we have some churches who have been asking, can you come to us and, yeah. and train yeah. our whole staff yeah. Yeah. Um, and some ministries who've been interested in the same. And so that is also an opportunity that we have available. So if that's something that you um, are interested in learning more about, you can uh, reach out to us at, you can actually send an email to outreach at mercymultiplied.com and let us know you're interested and we can kind of start that conversation to see um, if we can possibly do that for you and your church or your ministry or organization or school or whoever it might be. Mm-hmm. So we just would love to come alongside anyone who um, has a heart to help people and, mm-hmm. and like you said, just share what the Lord has taught us over 32 years of ministry. And um, so we are just thrilled about it. Um Again, Pam, Laura, thank you guys so much for being here this week. It's been just an absolute joy, and we are excited. Laura, to have you again back next week. I look forward to it. Very great. So, um, again, if you um, are listening in and you have not done this yet, we really encourage you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes so that you will automatically receive um, our most recent 
podcast shows. And next week, um, as we have Laura back and continue our discussion with our staff from the UK, you'll get those immediately as soon as they post. So make sure that you subscribe. And we hope that you will join us next week. Thank you so much. Thank you.